All right, if you have your Bibles tonight, turn to Matthew chapter number 6. In the precious Word of God, it's been a good day to be in God's house. Yeah. Warmed up a little bit outside, that's probably what's making everybody sick. And it gets, you know, to be 30 degrees one day and 80 degrees the next. But uh, I'm glad God's still in control of it all, amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 6 tonight, we'll begin reading with verse number 24. And uh, I want to take us to a place tonight that you might not have ever heard preach, I don't know. Um, but we're going to preach on the fowls of the air. And uh, I want to uh, pray tonight that it will be a blessing to your heart. But let's stand together if you have your place. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 24, we'll read down to the end of the chapter. Jesus is here speaking. He said, no man can serve two masters. You know, that's the big problem in the world today. They think they can serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and man. You can't straddle the fence. You'll get hit both ways. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you... Be taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature. And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Here's another problem. O ye of little faith. Yeah. Therefore take no thought. Saying what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Here's your solution. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Yeah. And all these things shall be added unto you. <clears throat> take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take no thought for things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Behold the fowls of the air. Let us pray. Father in heaven God we thank you again for this time to be in your house. Lord, again, we lift up those tonight that have the flu and the stomach bugs. God, I pray you would, Lord, go to where they are and give them a healing. Lord, hopefully they're listening live tonight. And God, I pray that they'll get fed from where they are. Father, I pray in Jesus' name tonight, God, that you'll help us to do your will. Help me to rightly divide the word of truth. And Lord, I'll surely thank you for all that you do. Undergird me with spirit and power. Lord, give me a special anointing from above tonight. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. There's approximately 10,000 bird species in this world. This number varies in a 
by a few hundred birds, depending on which classification system that you use. Aren't you glad I'm not going to preach on 10,000 birds tonight? But uh, we're liable to be here next Super Bowl Sunday, amen? You got the mockingbirds, you got the blue jay, you got the woodpecker, you got the buzzards, you got the turkeys, you got the chickens, you got the eagles. God created all the fowls of the air on the fifth day of creation. Let me take you back to Genesis. I'll read it to you. You don't have to take time to turn there tonight. You may want to read it later. But Genesis chapter 1 and verse 20 through 22. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth which the water brought forth abundantly that their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth. I believe there's some valuable lessons we can learn from God's word tonight as we behold the fowls of the air. Or take notice of the fowls of the air. Those birds that fly out uh, uh, in our atmosphere in which we can look upon so beautifully. I want us to turn our minds heavenward tonight uh, and behold four characteristics of the fowls uh, of the air. First of all, I want to behold uh, their supply. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 26 again. It says, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, uh, nor gather into the barns, uh, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Uh, Are you not much better than they. Uh, Folks, I'm here to tell you, when we think we got difficult times coming, uh, we might think that we might miss a meal here or yonder. But let me say this tonight, uh, if He's going to feed and make sure the fowls of the air are fed, what makes you think He's not going to feed you who are the prime possession and prime creation of the Lord Jesus Christ today? We are the prime creation of God. Listen, there's going to be times, uh, you may hit difficult times. There's some people tonight that I know of that ride up and down number nine all week on a bicycle. I've stopped and give him food before. Uh, and I say, buddy, are you hungry? And he'll say, yeah, I'm hungry. I could use a little bit of food. Uh, and I bring this scripture to mind. I said, brother, wow. let me tell you this. Uh, if God can feed the fowls of the air, if he can feed them buzzards, uh, I guarantee you, you being a prime creation of God, he's going to feed you uh, and wow. take care of you uh, if you'll just trust in him. Uh, I said, are you saved? Uh, he said, yes, sir, I'm saved. Uh, uh, people don't know it, but I attend this church right down the road here. Uh, I actually sing in the choir, uh, but I'm homeless, uh, and I don't have anything to eat, uh, yeah. and I don't have anything to help me with, uh, but the good Lord above uh, makes sure that I've got food, uh, and He makes sure that I've got shelter. I uh, said, where do you sleep? He said, well, when I get my check, uh, I do sleep in a hotel sometimes, uh, but in the summertime, sometimes I'm just laying up under a tree, uh, and I'm like, oh my, sir, uh, you mean you're sleeping out in the elements at night? Uh, He said, yes, sir, preacher, I do. He said, but I've got faith that the Lord's going to provide for me and take care of me no matter what comes my way. Psalm 34 and 10, the Bible says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing uh, because God is going to provide it for us. Amen. Psalm 37 and 25, He says, I have been young and now I am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. In other words, God's not going to forsake me. You're not going to see me out begging for a crumb of food because God has promised 
Jesus, he's going to take care of me. Bless God, no matter what comes our way tonight, we may have a famine across this land before you know it, but God's children are going to be taken care of if he has to remove some fowls of the air by the way of a raven to bring you some food. God will do just exactly that to feed you just like he did the prophets of old. And God is still the same God today. Amen. Thank God tonight for those fowls of the air. But let me say this. You have to go get it. Right. Amen. You have to go get it. What do you mean? Well, I've had people tell me many times. They say, preacher, pray that I get a job. Okay. I'll pray that you get a job. But what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I ain't filling out no application, but I'm just waiting for the phone to ring. Don't you need to put some feet on your prayers? Yeah. Well, I'm just waiting, preacher. Listen, God will provide it, but sometimes we have to put feet to it. Amen. Let me tell you what I mean. Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Let me read this scripture to you. Verse 10 through 12. The Bible says, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Right. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, Working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. First Timothy 5, 8 goes with this. He says, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and it's worse than an infidel. Amen. Oh boy, I'm here to tell you, it makes me ill tonight to know that somebody's got a sorry husband at the house that don't want to work and raise a finger for nothing while the wife and the children yeah. go hungry when he's able to get out and work tonight. Amen. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. He says if you work, you'll provide for your family. And if you don't provide for your family, we're worse than an infidel tonight. I believe I'm just going to work and provide for for my family. Amen. There's times when you feel like giving up and not providing. But that's when men have to put their big boy pants on and say, I'm going to be the man of the home and I'm going to provide. Amen. I'm going to provide. Behold, behold, behold their supply tonight. But let's look at this. We're talking about the fowls of the air. Behold their supply. Let's talk about behold their shelter. Job chapter number 39, verse 27 and 28. The Bible says, Doth the eagle mount up at the command, at thy command, and make her nest on high? She dwelleth and abideth on the rock, upon the crag of the rock, and in a strong place. Where do eagles build their nest? In the highest tree they can find. Yeah. Over there where we live, in the back of the yard, up in one of those high trees, Brother Charles, there's an eagle's nest. And it's just a yearling that we've been seeing. And I, I believe he's probably about three years old. He's not gotten old enough yet to turn, to, for his, hat, for his uh, head to turn white and his, his breast to be white as of yet. That's usually about five years old before that eagle begins to change those colors in their feathers. And that eagle, he's got a, he's got a nest in the very top of that tree that you can see. And boy, when he flies down across the backyard, he's so impressive with that huge wingspan. And he's not finished growing yet. And I've seen him just swipe down and pick things up off the ground and take it off and eat it and devour it. That's what, listen, God provides for those eagles. The eagle's nest is built as high as possible. See, the the bald eagle prefers uh, tall trees near the top of the tree. 
While the golden eagle prefers cliffs and rocky ledges and mountain regions. The nest is built for protection and a launching pad for the eaglets and a high place for the father eagle to survey the territory and watch out for the enemies. The eagle's nest is built for a lifetime by both parents. Boy, we can learn something right there. Amen. The eagle, when they power up, they're together for a lifetime. Bless God, that ought to be until death do us part today. Amen. Eagle's nest is built for a lifetime by both parents. And eagles will not build their nest near mankind or other birds. And the nest becomes a home for the family and a place for comfort for the family. Thank God the Lord is my rock today, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm glad to know that I've got shelter in the arms of God today. I'm sheltered in the arms of Jesus. Folks, I've got shelter from the enemy. I've got shelter from the storm. I've got shelter from anything that comes our way. And folks, tonight, if we'll just trust in Him and have that faith as a grain of mustard seed, we'll be able to move mountains. But the Scripture says, Oh, you have little faith. Yeah. we got to have faith. If He's saying you got little faith, here in the Scripture, and He says you only need Faith is a grain of mustard seed, very small, very minute, about the end is about the size of the end of a pencil head, the lead of a pencil. Boy, how how can you not have just a little bit of faith? Yeah. A little bit of faith that God can do these things in your life. You see, we're sheltered tonight. We're sheltered just as that mama chicken brings in those baby chicks and puts them under her wings in the midst of the storm. That's exactly how God the Father does you and I tonight. When the storm comes, He calls upon us to go up under His wings and helps us in the dire time of our life and in our need. Behold their supply. Behold their shelter. We're talking about the fowls of the air. But behold or take notes to their song tonight. Yeah. Psalm 40 and verse 1 through 3. The Bible says to the chief musician, a psalm of David, I waited patiently for the Lord and He inclined unto my ear and heard my cry. He brought me up out of that horrible pit, out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And He hath put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. I think I'm just going to trust Him for my song. Amen. You see, when I got saved, there was something different about me. I didn't go through the workplace singing hell, whiskey bent and hell bound. I went through the workplace singing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. They thought I'd done lost my mind. Yeah. And when they asked me about it, I said, hey, look, I'm here to tell you. I got something deep down and see that down inside of me that changed my life. And it'll change yours, too, if you'll just give me five minutes of your time. Because yeah. Jesus is the only one that can make that change. Amen. Behold their song. Exodus chapter 32 verse 17 through 19. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted. He said unto Moses. There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said it's not the voice of them that shout for mastery. Neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome. But the noise of them that sing do I hear. And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp. That he saw the calf and the dancing. 
And Moses' anger waxed hot and he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. Folks, I'm here to tell you, God can give you a new song tonight and God can give you joy deep down in your heart by the way of that song if you'll just listen unto Him. You see, that there's different songs for different birds. The nightingale holds up to 300 different love songs in its repertoire. The canary may take 30 many breaths a second. Can you imagine that? 30 many breaths a second to replenish its air supply. The cowbird uses 40 different notes and comes so high. Some of those notes are so high that it cannot be heard by the human ear. And the chaffinch may sing his song a half a million times in any particular season. And when a bird sings, it can always be heard unless they are singing those notes that are so high that you can't hear. And then that's when he's singing to the Lord, I do believe. The best time to hear his song is at the breaking of dawn. The dawn chorus is one of the marvels of nature. Birds all over the world show the greatest of singing activity around the dawn hour. From English woodland to tropical rainforest. But why do they still have a song? It's not clearly understood why these birds sing. But as I studied this out tonight, let me tell you why the birds sing. Birds sing to alarm alarm calls when predators are around. When they feel like they're coming under attack, they're going to let out a song. They sing to attract a mate. When they start looking for them a mate, they start to sing. They start to chirp. And that because then they become lovebirds, I reckon. Amen. They make territorial calls to warn other birds not to trespass. Some young birds also make calls so their parents can identify them. Some birds can imitate the calls of other birds. Stellar jays, for example, may imitate red-tailed hawks and presumably to scare a potential predator away. Hens may call their chicks to come for food or for shelter. Calls are one of the ways birds communicate with each other. The Bible tells us in Psalm 33 and 3, Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. How in the world do we stay so quiet in this world the way that we do? The birds give him praise in the morning time. Amen. Wake up in the morning. We get up at the break of dawn. That first alarm clock goes off at 5.30 a.m. And a lot of times in the springtime, you can hear the birds. Yeah. Just as you're waking up. You can hear the chickens are cackling. Yeah. The roosters are crowing. And the birds are singing. And you can just think about what God has created. Amen. And what God has given us for that day. Folks, if the birds that are out in the air are provided for, if they're longed for and taken care of by our God, and have a song in their heart. Why in the world don't we have a song in ours today? Amen. Some people walk around so looking so depressed, looking like they ain't got a friend in the world. But oh, what a friend I have in Jesus today. Right. He is the one that will never forsake you. He's the one that will stick closer than a brother tonight. And we need to understand that He is our Lord and He can put that song in your heart. Yeah. Amen. Psalm 98 and 1, the Bible says, O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. Psalm 149 and 1, I praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of saints. You see their supply. You see their shelter. You see their song. 
But behold, they're soaring. S-O-A-R-I-N-G. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Exodus 19 and 4. The Bible says, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. You see, the eagle tonight was made to soar above all other birds. He flies above the crows. He flies above the hawks. All distractions of other birds, he can fly above it. The eagle was never meant to live on the ground. He soars in the heavens and looks into the face of God and says, This is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. You see, this is something we got to understand about the eagle tonight. Make sure you get this if you don't get anything else. You see, when an eagle is out and an eagle is soaring, other birds try to tamper with the eagle. Yeah. Other words will try to bother that eagle and try to bring that eagle down and try to fight with that eagle because they're competing for food. But there's one thing great about this eagle. One thing that the eagle has uh, that no other bird has is multiple eyelids. And as that eagle begins to be uh, under attack by another bird, all that eagle does is he flips down those multiple eyelids and then he begins to fly toward the sun. And as he flies toward the sun to get his protection, those other birds, they can't fly directly into the sun because it blinds them and they cannot see. But that eagle, when he's in trouble, that eagle, when he's in distress, he drops those eyelids and runs straight to the sun. Folks, when I'm in trouble, when I'm in distress, I believe I'll just drop my eyelids and run toward the sun. Not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N who shines across this world even today. Folks, we have to trust in Him tonight. We can learn a lot from these little birds. Amen. We can learn a lot from these fowls of the air that we've read about in the Word of God. It's an old Indian proverb I read about a brave who put an eagle egg into the nest of a hen. The eaglet hatched and then it grew. He thought the whole time he was a chicken. One day he saw an eagle flying in the sky. and He thought, what a beautiful bird. I sure would like to fly like that. But he thought, I'm just an old poor old chicken. That eagle died thinking he was a chicken. He never knew his hidden potential as an eagle. He never knew it. Well, what does that relate to us today? Well, some Christians die never knowing their full potential. And what they could have done. It's sad to live a life of regrets. I've heard many people in their older days saying, Preacher, I wish I'd have got saved earlier. Or I could do something profitable for the Lord. And I've heard some say, preacher, I've been saved all my life. Should have done a lot of things for God, and I regret not doing them. Mm-hmm. You see, we ought to seek to soar high and reach our fullest potential for God tonight. Amen. Don't be like that baby eagle and think you're only a chicken. Reach out and press toward the goals God gives you in your life. Soar into the heavens. Look unto the Lord and say, this is where I was meant to be. Right. Where I was meant to be. You see, as we come into this life, God gives us all talents. 
Whether you realize it or not, God's given you something. Yeah. You may have the gift of gab. You might could stand before a class and teach the word. You may have a song in your heart and you can stand up and sing. You may can play a musical instrument. I don't believe I've seen one that Lisa Tinsley cannot play. <laughs> Praise God. She's talented. God's given yeah. to her. Amen. God's given Dottie a wonderful talent. God's given Ricky a great talent. Listen, that's talent that God's given us to use. Yeah. And we need to take those and use them tonight. That's right. And when God gives you something, you go for it all. And you do it for the honor and glory of the one that gave it to you. Yeah. It may be your career. Whatever it may be, take it, use it, make a good living with it, and glorify God all the way through it. Right. Always know your potential. Always know the full potential that God has given to you. Philippians 3, 13 through 14, the Bible says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reach forth for, the, for those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Moving forward. Moving forward. Listen, you belong to a church that's going to be moving forward. Yeah, Looking at those things to come. We know that Jesus is coming. We know at any day He can split the eastern sky for you and I. The enemy is going to attack you. I knew last week, I looked across the congregation, the church was about full, except for maybe a couple of pews right here in the middle. And I was like, hey, God's doing something around here. Yeah, And I said, "Uh uh-oh, the devil's angry. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to try to attack us. He's going to do what he can to hinder us. And boy, I tell you what, he did. Yeah. I mean, we got folks sick from one side of the church to the other. And I told them to stay at the house. <laughs> we don't need it, amen? Yeah. But hopefully they'll get better and get back on track. But you know what, church? Don't ever underestimate the ability that God gives you to do things Around the house of God. Don't ever take for granted. The talents that God has given you. To help. In the house of God. To help in the kingdom. You may say. I don't know how to do anything. You might. Hey listen. You might can bake a cake. Yeah. We thought about it. I don't know if these ladies lined it up. That uh, Sunday night. When we kick off revival. Sunday morning. Sunday night. We thought about having maybe some. Soup and sandwiches in the back. Hey, anybody can make a grilled cheese sandwich. Come on. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Somebody can't. Most people can't boil an egg, but they can make a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but don't live below your potential. Right. Don't live below the potential that God's given you. It could be something small. Mm-hmm. Something minute. Yeah. And you may be well past your days. And you say, there's nothing I can do. You can always bow your head under God and ask Him to help. Amen. Amen. I gave you three challenges last week. I want to give it again tonight. Make a point to invite at least five people to come to the house of God next week. At least five. Number two, pray. Try to pray at least three times a day. I'm not talking about just over your food. I'm talking about extra over that. Pray extra. And number four, read your word of God. What's the difference that'll make in your life? But let me warn you, it makes the devil mad. 
But greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Amen. I want you to stand as they come play us a song of invitation. If you've got a need on your heart tonight, this altar is open. As we'll go to the Lord in prayer for invitation time. Thank God for his presence tonight. Thank God for helping us to preach his word. Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, we count it an honor and a privilege to be here tonight. Father, help us to reach our potential in serving you. Lord, may we not be ashamed of the gospel. Lord, may we worship you in truth and in spirit tonight. Father, may you lead, guide, and direct us, Lord, for everything that we do. God will surely give you glory, honor, and praise for what you do for our people here around this altar. They be in need tonight. God will love you, praise you, give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Come as they play softly this t- tonight. If you've got a special need in your heart, God can help you. I'm glad I serve a risen Savior. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. Brother Ricky, dismiss.